Hey, Jason, how you doing? Good, man. Good day. How are you doing, bro? Yeah, doing well. We've uh, we've got a great couple on today. Rusty and Aaron Plune, all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes. But uh, also someone that's pretty close to my heart because they reached out to us because they listened to Rethinking God with Tacos. Right. Yeah. I, I, I actually got to know them that way. And it was we actually stumbled on the fact that we were both talking about the same people at one point. As I mentioned, uh, their ministry and the possibility of, ha- of having them on the podcast. And you said, I know them. We've been talking. <laughs> yeah. So they reached out and, and we began to do some Zoom calls together and phone calls. Uh, they were just in a process and still are in a process of kind of disorientation, deconstruction, reorientation, right. similar tracks. And so, you know, my, my pastor radar kicked in and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'd love to just help this couple and be accessible and available but they've helped me so much too with their life their story Uh, they have a ministry called making a way marriage they're also connected with danny silk and his keep your love on network and they just have a lot to offer people so we uh we know this is going to be a helpful podcast Yeah, yeah heart to heart connection is the grace on their lives and they share a little bit about their early days of marriage and some of the broken places and the disconnect and then the intentionality the the way in which they uh, discovered uh, who god is in those early days and then what it means to be intentional in marriage and 26 years i believe in at this point uh, they're pouring into marriages and pouring into families and really helping people have an understanding of who god is but more an understanding of who they are and how powerful they are as a husband or a wife. Yeah. And it, it was a good conversation. Well, and, and uh, before we get too far into it, we need to let people know this is not just a marriage episode, although that's their ministry. This is really an episode of honesty and authenticity yeah. about their journey. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really, really helpful for whatever situation you're in in life, you know, single, married, uh, not sure, uh, but just in navigating relationships, period. Um, Yeah. They're they're so helpful in giving you tools um, and and ditching the old mindset, rethinking things and entering into a new culture, not creating an entirely new culture for your relationships. Yeah, man. And all the relationships, you know, like you said, not just marriage. Right. I love these these types of conversations because uh, they're they were great conversationalists. So we were able to just share stories um, and, and follow where those stories led. These are the kind of podcasts. I mean, it, it, it's such a fun thing to do this with you, man, because it's such a safe place to be able to just talk about the goodness of God in light of wherever it is we are today. Yeah. And, uh, and, and talk about some difficult things. I mean, yeah. with, uh, with a mindset towards uh, redemption, yes. which is really where yes. we're all heading. To me, it has to come back to Jesus. And that was one thing that came out in this podcast was yeah. the emphasis of let's come back to Jesus on this and kind of see how he thinks, how he acts, you know, yeah. how he loves and uh, let that be our guide and our solution for everything. So uh, dynamite podcast, delightful so couple. You guys yes. are really going to enjoy this. 
Yeah, so guys, if you want to follow me, I'm at Jason Clark is. You can find uh, these podcasts and what we're doing at familystory.org. Yeah, and I'm Pastor Derek T, D-E-R-E-K, Pastor Derek T on pretty much all the socials. Uh, the church I pastor is River Church, kind of here in the North Charlotte area. And you can find us at rivercharlotte.com. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you. But uh, Jason and I are also... Uh, accessible via email, phone call. Hey, we want to connect with you and hear your story. And like this particular podcast, who knows, you may end up on a podcast (laughs) with us as a result of reaching out. Yeah, exactly. I love it. All right, let's get to the podcast. No, no, this is this kind of call. I have a feeling that's what we're doing there. It's just life. (laughs) Hey, Derek, have you ever taken a microphone into the bathroom with you accidentally with it on? No, I swore that off um, when my pastor, Billy Joe Daugherty, did it at our (laughs) church, Victory Christian Center at a young age. (laughs) (laughs) So he he paved the way for me, man. He broke new ground and was like, hey, you're never going to do this again. Man, I've heard the story so many times. I've I've been in the bathroom and and it's been on me and realized just oh, check really ouch. quick panicky moments where you're like, oh no, yeah. Oh, I don't use a countryman days. anymore. I did like years and years and years ago, but I actually like prefer a handheld. Um, for some reason, I don't know, just easier. I, I, Maybe yeah, for that yeah. Thing. I was gonna say, so they don't hear you going potty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're gonna put it down. Right. But I do put it in my back pocket, so there's a possibility of that Ooh. happening. So yeah, there's a little bit of a risk. Yeah, and we'd love to hear that story if <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, let's Derek. not have one of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> I am Derek Turner. Should check that their mic or interference is functioning. Um, failure garage. I kill well, Garage Band. Well, well, you figure that. We'll probably do a reset once you figure that out. But it, it is really, really, really cool uh, to have you guys. I've been looking forward to this. Looking forward to connect and getting to know you. And um, so honored to have you on and dive into the goodness of God with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is an honor. Yeah, yeah. Rusty and Aaron, you guys have been uh, a real source of support for me personally. And uh, I'll just. Uh, let our audience know that Rusty and Aaron just reached out to us on um, having listened to the podcast for years. And uh, so apparently we're pretty accessible. (laughs) I would like to let our audience know that if you reach out to us to contact us, you may end up on this podcast someday. (laughs) There's a high likelihood that uh, you may have something to say. But Rusty and Aaron have a, a ministry called Making a Way Marriage. Um, have been a tremendous support for me personally. We've been kind of Zoom calling back and forth, getting to know each other. But they've also been through uh, some deconstruction and some rethinking of God. And so we want to get into all the things today. But Mm -hmm. uh, just to, you know, reiterate what Jason said, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. I think people are going to really enjoy hearing about your life, your ministry, uh, your family, and how you think about God. Thanks. I will say this. There was a little bit of jealousy because I got a text while he was on the phone with you, Derek. And I was like, oh, wait, are you kidding me? Like, 
that's not fair. I want to be on the phone. With I have yeah. so many questions. So thank you so much. Thank you both so yeah. much because I will say the podcast has been such a source of, it's, it's been a resource to us and we're, we're listening cool. and, and both of you have been just tremendous. And I know I was telling Rusty before we started this, like both of you have been pastors to mm-hmm. me and to us in this season oh, and just awesome. um, even from afar, it's been huge. The impact mm-hmm. that you've had on us, your books, Jason, oh. Derek, you just being willing to get into our lives and just make yourself available and available to our questions and just loving us right where we are. And just, um, gosh, I just, I'm getting emotional. Just think just <laughs> because it's wow, just Darren, you're going to make me cry. It's been, it's been huge, um, you know, and you'll hear our story, but you know, we, 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 we got bumps and like everybody has, we got a lot of bumps yeah. along the way mm-hmm. and yeah. the love that the mm-hmm. two of you have just, you just pour out every week and the challenges you give and the, the re, um, the rethinking, but also the refocus mm-hmm. of like, don't wow. forget the focus. And Derek always says yeah. this every time we're on a Zoom is, you know, burn it all down. I don't care. You burn it all down. But at the <laughs> end, Jesus is, you know, Jesus, Jesus. is going to be there. And so, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'll just well, say one in, more thing about how yeah, awesome the podcast is. And because uh, <laughs> we could go on and on. Like she said, it's been yeah. a huge part of our journey. And not wow. just listening to the podcast, but just connections with the two of you. Uh, Derek, you've been so kind with your time. You really have been a pastor to us. But, you know, the thing that really stood out to me about your podcast that was maybe a little bit different than some of the, quote, deconstruction podcasts I'd heard before was I didn't sense any bitterness. I didn't towards the, the church, the institutions, whatever you want to call it. And that was a high value we had from day one was we wanted yeah. to make sure we were managing our hearts well. And I yeah. think that's what attracted us to y'all from the get go was mm-hmm. you could tell that y'all have done a great job of managing your hearts and it's attractive. Wow. So thank you for doing that. Wow. Hey, well, so, since we're getting all sappy here, let me brag on Jason Clark, who has created an environment on this podcast where it's safe to be vulnerable and to be open and where, you know, we're judgment free. We just want to hear stories and point people to Jesus. But um, I know that atmosphere is something that we we have really sought to cultivate with our guests, yeah. with and even in our in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, thank you guys for saying that. That uh, and please go give us a five star review if you. Uh, <laughs> Done. I, Done. I'll say this. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm grateful. Trust. Um, and I think this is where we connect. You know, as we talked before we hit record, Derek was telling me about you guys. And I had, I think we'd probably connected maybe through social media because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I had started following you on Instagram, uh, your account, Make, Make Away Marriage. Is that right? Did I say right? Making Away. Making Away. Making, Make, away, making marriage. away Marriage. Yes. Dot com. And, and uh, the connecting point for me was that. I could feel that trust was the high watermark of what you were doing and what you were creating. And, and I remember a friend of mine, we had him on, uh, his name is Mark Appleyard and, uh, and he put words around it for me. 
uh, maybe this is a way where you guys can begin to share what you do and some of your story. But I was writing the book, God is not in control. And I was very much um, scared while writing it because I was, I knew I was pushing at some things. I also knew I was poking in some places where I had relationships that could be at stake. Mm -hmm. I was sitting with him and he said this, he said, Jason, I don't know if you're aware, but you know, you only have one message. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, yeah, God is love. He's like, no, no. He's like, trust. Your message is trust and intimacy. And when he said that, I went, oh, he's right. And it really helped because it, it helped me re remember everywhere in the book that the whole point is, is trust. The whole reason that I was going after that idea was trust so that we could have a greater access to who he is so we could climb in his lap in the places where we hadn't been able to climb in his lap before. Mm -hmm. And um, and I feel that from you guys. I feel that in, a, in, in, uh, in everything that you release. And so that was one of the reasons I was excited to have you on because, it, you know, I have a lot of folks um, in difficult spots in their marriage and not a lot of places to send them. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and, that's true. Send them to you. I can, and I, and, and I value those places where I can go, Oh, I, I know where I can, I know who I need to connect them with. So thank you for that. And I'm so honored that we get to do this face to face, but share a little yeah. bit about your story, uh, mm -hmm. how you got to where you're at 26 years married, your counseling. Uh, let's just, uh, I'm going to stop talking now. Go for it. So, uh, yeah, we've been married for 26 years. Uh, actually, June will be 26 years. Uh, kind of a unique part about us, and I won't go too much into this, but uh, we were actually in the same preschool together uh, in the same kindergarten oh, wow. homeroom and same homeroom in first grade. So we've known each other for a little while. Um, but very long story short, we were actually really, really close friends uh, in college, like just hanging out, just doing life, having fun together. And uh, we started dating five years into that friendship and were married pretty quick. And then we started with a two year old. Yeah. Yeah. We got married with a two year old. So I had you a, had some unique challenges there. Yes. So we've we've okay. done family. We've done um, adoption. It's we've got. Yes, it's mm -hmm. there's a lot of history. and. God has allowed us to experience so many things so that when we're working with couples, mm -hmm. we we're like, oh, yeah, we, we're drawing on mm -hmm. those things that we've walked through. And so it's just been really great. But we've, we get that. Yeah. We so get we get married. And just like a lot of us, it gets real. <laughs> and the challenges come. Not the, the honeymoon period ends. Uh, that emotional high. And it gets real. And uh, the first eight years of our marriage, to be quite honest with you, were very, very challenging. We really lived uh, in a life, a marriage, had a marriage where we were largely managing distance. Uh, we were not making our goal connection on a regular basis. There was so much pain and hurt. And that's really where the passion for marriage was born, to be honest with you. And that is our passion, is marriage and relationships. Um, I was fortunate enough to see uh, a married couple that loved each other very, very much, very stable. That was not Aaron's experience. And that certainly uh, impacted uh, our marriage early on. Uh, although my parents were married for a long time, they're obviously they were not perfect. And uh, what we've learned through the years is if you don't intentionally do something different than what you saw, you will repeat it. 
Um, and I was repeating some of the dysfunction and Aaron was as well. You want to share anything on that? Well, my mom was married and divorced three times. So that's, that was my skill set. in for the first year. I, I stayed in the bathroom and cried and thought if I can just stay in this marriage for one year, I won't have to give the gifts back. I mean, that's kind of, you know, like I don't have to give all those gifts that we got at our wedding. So I'll just, you know, and then we got divorced. It didn't work out because that's what I saw. And like Rusty said, it was just, there was a lot of pain. We, we get the, and understand when couples and church couples, we're talking like people in church that like, I'm not sleeping in this house with you. I'm going to get a hotel room. You know, those are the kind of things we understand. And those are the kind of fights, the reality of what it was like. Um, I would say I was a lot more explosive. I was the angry one. He was the passive one. And so it was, I mean, we can talk more about that too, but it was, you know, just in the beginning, our skill sets that we came in with just were completely not compatible. And then they weren't creating, we weren't, we didn't have what we needed to create what we wanted, which was the intimacy and the connection. So we didn't know what to do. Can I ask, uh, were you Christians when you got married? And then how much of your thoughts about your relationship with God and how much of that was impacting everything? Because I would imagine, I, I say this all the time, you know, we become what we behold. So, you know, what I believe about who he is, is going to determine what I believe about who I am. And it's going to affect everything. Uh, I, in my own marriage, you know, when I came into a revelation of father, um, I, I discovered all this insecurity in my relationship with father God that he dealt with. But then it wasn't long before I began to find all this insecurity in my relationship first with my wife. Of course, I, I remember the day I called her and wept on the phone as I realized how I'd manipulated and tried to get things from her based on my insecurity that was all connected to how I saw myself in my father's eyes. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious um, how much of your journey uh, was taking place in that respect, you know, this connection here and this connection here. So I grew up in a church, but it was it was the Episcopal Church. So when we got married, Rusty had, was not churched. We didn't have that background. So when we got married, we were like, oh, what do we do? We probably should do it for the kids. So we tried the Episcopal Church and he looked at me and he goes, this is church. I'm not having it. Like, this isn't right. So we found something that worked for us. So it was about two years into our marriage. We we went to a church, an evangelical free church, and we we got saved. Like we got the radical, yeah. you know, they started with the drums and we're like, did you pray the prayer? Yeah, I prayed it. Okay, let's pray it again. <laughs> let's pray it again this week. Make sure. Just to make sure it sticks. So I think we prayed it for like the first six times we were there just to make sure it stuck because it yeah. was so yeah. different than what we had grown up with. Yeah, right. there, there was uh so to answer your question directly, no, we did not get married as, and we were Christians, no. Um, but it was, like she said, two years in. And I would say the okay. way that impacted me was I already had a respect for marriage. I already had a value for it. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why we did not get divorced early on was I actually always had a hope that we could work through it out, through, through the, you right. know, the challenges we were having. I had that vision. Uh, because again, largely what I saw was a happy marriage full of love. And I, I had a vision that we would have that too. Um, Aaron saw the opposite. Yeah. When things get tough, what you do is you move on. Uh, so I had this value and this vision 
for what our marriage could be. But when we um, became Christians, I would say that that got reinforced, um, right. you know, getting the revelation that this marriage thing was God's idea. He put us together and just having right. that perspective, I think for the first eight years, just having that mindset, that filter of we are committed to this. God brought us together, really helped us get through a lot of the tough days until we could figure it out and get some breakthrough. Yeah. Right. And Jason, what you were saying about really re having a new understanding of the father that was that was pivotal mm. and that's still so much a part of it because i grew up without a father i grew mm. up with a single mom in and out of yeah. marriages um so that it was very uh, it was a big part of my journey and understanding like oh there is, i do have a dad like oh okay this yeah. there is somebody that cares about me there is god mm. is a father and can be a father so that was a big part of it and learning that because I didn't have that and knowing that, Oh, God did give away of how they, there's a, there's a way to have a marriage and have yeah. it succeed. And it's Jesus inviting him in. And so we learned that yeah. pretty yeah. early and like, Oh, there's three of us in this marriage and it's not 50, 50 marriage, which was the world's idea. It's a hundred, a hundred. And I like so, that. Yeah, that was a big change for for me, knowing that I don't I don't know what this looks like. I've never seen it. So we started getting really passionate about finding people who were doing it well and learning because I had a lot to learn. Still have a lot to learn, but still working on, you know, learning. Well, and guys, you know, one thing that I think is just so beautiful is how God takes those areas of brokenness in our lives and not only mends them and heals them and, you know, makes something beautiful for the marriage and for you guys individually, but then begins to shape it into something now that is helping a lot of other people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think the person that, you know, their marriage has always been up and to the right and it's never been wrong and everything's perfect. Um, I, I just, I just don't listen to those people anymore because I know it's not true. <laughs> but, um, or they've only been married guys, six months. Yeah, right. right. But you guys now, I mean, one thing I love about your, your philosophy on your website is that you build a new culture in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Would you talk a little bit about that? Like what do people, like if they contact your ministry, which Jason and I are definitely going to encourage people today uh, to contact your ministry and to do a free consultation with them. You can just scroll down to the uh, area that says uh, sign up for a, uh, a discovery call. And as they do that, you know, there's a 20 minute session with you guys to try and kind of navigate, Hey, is this a right fit for you? First of all, I love that about you that you're not like, Hey, we're the, we're the answer for everything. Let's see if this is a fit. Uh, that's important for people's trust. I know that. Yeah. But let's talk about that, uh, culture. What does it mean for your building a new culture in your marriage? And then maybe a little about your process of discover, grow and empower. Yeah. So we are not about behavior modification, you know, and mm -hmm. the way that I usually put it is we get to, we have, um, we get to partner with God, mm -hmm. not so much to redeem and restore what couples had before, but to do a new thing. We love that God delights in doing a new thing. And that's our vision yeah. for every couple that we work with. 
is we don't want to restore what you used to have because for the vast majority of the people that we're working for, they really have never had a true heart to heart connection. They have never had a culture where they are managing connection. They have had a culture where they're managing how much distance do I need from you to feel safe? And so we work with couples to turn that around to uh, make their goal connection, own their goal of connection and keep their goal of connection. And that comes from learning new ways of relating to one another, new habits, you might say, which creates a new culture, a culture where this. So for Aaron and I, this is a high value for us. We don't coach anything we don't implement in our own marriage. We are very intentional in our marriage. We are very, we've always been. And I would say in the early days of our marriage, this is really what got us through the tough days is, yes, being committed to one another. But also, we were always growth minded. And so we Love that. have a high value for everything we coach. That's what we live. And it's a culture. It's not behavior modification. It's a new way of relating every single day, a heaven to earth way of relating, unconditional love, unconditional mm-hmm. acceptance, just the way he loves yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said, for me, I didn't. I we I had a whole new culture. He had Rusty had seen a marriage that was loving, um, not perfect, yeah. but loving, and mm-hmm. I had not seen that. So I'm having to create this new culture internally and with Rusty. So when we say the intention of creating culture, meaning culture, and our friend Brittany Serple says it, it happens one of two ways. It's either by, you know, it's either by not doing anything or by being intentional, because there's a culture that's being created in every relationship, regardless Mm -hmm. whether you're, you know, if you're not intentional, it's being, it's being shaped by social media or other people, if you are not intentional. So we encourage couples to be intentional because just, just like we had to be, we had to get very intentional about what do we want our marriage to look like? What do we want our kids Mm -hmm. to say about us? Um, You know, I wasn't, the best parent. I didn't, I didn't have the greatest skill, but, but my heart was if I can show my girls the best marriage that I can possibly do today, I feel like that's the greatest gift I can give them. And so that was really, you know, we, we failed a lot as parents. I failed a lot as a mom. I still do. Um, but my heart was really because I, I saw and I grasped the heart of the father of like, no marriage is something special. It's covenant. There's something different about this mm-hmm. that, um, that I want to catch. And, uh, so that's, that's my take on the culture. Yeah. I love it. The intentionality. Um, I'm curious, you guys are navigating eight years uh, and, and then there was a shift. I I imagine you had help along the way. Mm -hmm. And I, I would imagine that there were some pivotal revelations that helped you. I'll, I'll tell this story many years ago, we were probably 12 years into our marriage and, and we were growing and didn't navigate through some of the, maybe the rough things that you navigated, but but there were some disconnects that happened early in our marriage that mm-hmm. were innocent on both parts, but at the same time left um, wounds that we, we didn't know how to navigate in our maturity at that time. Mm-hmm. And they grew and manifested into distance. 
and I, and you use that phrase, um, uh, what managing distance or what is it that you said? Yeah. Managing that, distance. That, yeah. yeah. I like that phrase. We were doing that. And then there were certain taboo subjects that, that when they came up, um, w w there was disconnect. And so, and a lot of pain and we, so we just, we either avoided or we made two hours worth of space because it was about to get real <laughs> and it wasn't fun and we never came out of it better. It, it just, it was worse after two hours, we were tired, we loved each other. So we'd just give up and hug and go to our corners. And, and uh, about 12 years in, we were, we were pretty, I remember coming to her and we were broke, had no money. Um, we had, we had found Danny Silk, so thankful for him, especially in parenting, heart-to-heart -heart connection. All of that was speaking our – he put language to things that we, were, we knew to be true. But, um, but we sat down in a room, and I remember saying, we can't, avoid, we can't afford a counselor, so we have Holy Spirit. And, and um, this was the, the decision we made. I'm, I'm going to be for you, and you're going to be for me. And, and any time that we start to find disconnect, we're going to stop and we're going to say, I'm going to stop and I'm going to say, I'm for you. And I'm going to, I'm going to believe that you're, you're doing the very best you can and everything. And, and, and we sat for about four hours and navigated and found the roots and repented and, and, and wept and connected. And, and um, I look at that moment as a huge pivotal moment in our marriage because it, it took, you know, years of rewiring because every time something would come up, that old fear would, but we had dealt sure. with the root of it now. And so we could go, I'm for you. I, I see you. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm believing that you're for me. That was the big part. I'm believing when you're talking, even though I'm hearing something else, I'm believing that you're for me because you told me you are. And uh, so that was for us a pivotal moment. I'm curious. Um, that's a lot of talking to ask the question. Um, maybe who were the folks that that brought in some language for you and then was there a pivotal shift uh in in your marriage where you began to build like a, i look at that as a cornerstone moment for our for our marriage a, a very important thing that took place that's beautiful yeah that. so to answer your question so one of the things i already mentioned this one of the things about rusty and aaron is we've always been growth minded so and we've always known we need help uh, yeah. we like need to bring others in because we are not doing this well. So help, like Aaron was saying before, like we've made the one o'clock in the morning phone call to mentors because we can't figure it out. So, yeah. uh, we've had the, somebody leaving in the middle of the night to go to a hotel room, those fights that nobody likes to talk about. We've had right. those. It's yeah. not theory for us. Yeah. It was yeah. reality. So I am yeah. so grateful for the mentors. I'm so thankful for, honestly, the, the, the marriage ministries out there that really helped us in the early days. And us being growth-minded, we, we just soaked it up. We were like, we knew we needed help. And so I think that really helped us in the early days. And just having people to support you, to uh, ha have empathy for you, but also challenge you to do better. Yes, we need empathy. We need understanding. We need validation. All of that is needed. It's powerful. It's healing. But we also need those people in our life that say, hey, this is not who you are. You can do better. And we had those people. And I'm so 
grateful for them. But I, I can't emphasize enough. We invited them in, not only invited them in, we sought them out. So if there's anybody out there struggling in their marriage, the, please, please ask for help. Mm -hmm. Seek those marriages out that you want. You want your marriage to look like that. You want to have that kind of connection. I promise you the vast majority of people would be thrilled to help you. You just have to ask. So, Well, Jason, to your point of, you know, did we have one of those pivot? And I I just, that is such a beautiful Mm -hmm. testimony because I think it is the power of, and, and it's just, it is the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. just coming in and being the counselor in that moment. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. we have had to to answer that question. We have had several. We 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 are still having those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish I could say I, I can't exactly point to. I you know I remember there was a sermon one time, and I think mm-hmm. our our journey was a lot more individual, especially for me because of the skill set I came in with. And there was a sermon that our pastor gave um, years ago about marriage. And I remembered having a similar situation where I just just broke down in repentance of like, wow, I don't know what I'm doing because the and he called it the toolbox. I think he you know, I don't remember where it was from, but the tool, right, I think right. everybody kind of knows about the toolbox. And I was like, sure, I don't sure. I'm using the wrong tools and I'm bludgeoning mm-hmm. him. And I just, I think I just cried for three days and went and went to him and said, I'm so sorry. Um, and these are just kind of my ideas of remembrance, but like there was a, a pivot, again, another pivotal time for me and a shift um, was we were talking about, oh, you know, this pastor's wife is his greatest cheerleader. And, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's so awesome. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm your biggest fan. And he looked at me and this was big, you know, passive guy, passive husband, angry wife. And he goes, um, no, actually I don't. (laughs) Again, that was another moment for me. And it broke me. It just, his honesty Mm -hmm. broke me. Um, he was willing to risk my anger and it broke me to the point of, I've got a lot of repenting to do. And no matter what I need to do inside of me, I want to change that answer. And I would periodically go to him every once in a while and ask, do you believe I'm your greatest fan? Do you believe I'm your biggest cheerleader? Am I your biggest cheerleader? And he would go, well, yeah, you know, kind of, we kind of moved to, to today. A hundred percent. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. so we've had a lot of the I've had a lot of those moments, but we've had those moments, you know, implementing yeah, yeah. tools and skill sets. So um yeah. So I love those I kind love of that stories story. because yeah, you never yeah, forget where you are and how you felt and honestly, y'all, that happen. was a that was a pivotal moment in our marriage because I talked about some of the things that I saw growing up that were not healthy and I saw uh my dad uh, the husband that he was largely did not show up in the in the relationship. He was very passive. And that's the dynamic that they had. My mom had a strong personality. Well, guess what I started doing? I started not showing up. I started not being honest about how I was experiencing her. But I was getting a lot of revelations from Holy Spirit. This is not the way. Uh, and so I remember that I literally can remember where we were standing. And I remember the internal dialogue I was having. Okay. Do I lie and keep the peace? Do I tell the truth and it's not going to be yeah. pretty. 
And I told the yeah. truth. And it wasn't pretty, but honestly, that was a pivotal moment in our marriage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For the sake of connection. Hey, guys, we had a technical issue. We didn't realize we'd lost Derek. We could see him and we could hear him, but our back end was no longer recording him. Uh, that said, this was a really good conversation. He asked some important questions uh, that set up some amazing answers and back and forth. Um, and so I didn't want to lose this part of the podcast. So I'm stepping in to ask these questions on Derek's behalf. All right. So first, Derek asked about uh, rethinking moments. We like to ask this occasionally in conversations. It is the title of the podcast. And he, he asked them specifically uh, around the idea of marriage, if there was any key moments in their marriage where they were rethinking. I noted uh, Danny Silk's book and how that had impacted myself and my wife. And, and, and so we were talking about um, uh, the key rethinking moments around their marriage and those ministries or voices that encouraged them. And this was what they shared. Yeah. So uh, 10 years ago, uh, we read that book that you're referring to, Keep Your Love On. Yeah. And, you know, when you read a book and you're just like, this is it. This is yep. true. And I said yep. before on a couple of occasions, we we're always very growth minded. So you name a marriage book, we probably had read it. But I had right. never read a relationship book like that. And I, I emphasize relationship book because it's not just about marriage. It's about how to do right. relationships. So if you're single out there and you want some help in your relationships, please pick it up. It's not a marriage book. It's a relationship book. It'll help you in all yep. your relationships. So we, we read that book and I'm like, this is it. Because at that point, we had been helping couples in their marriages for probably about 10 years uh, through our church, just uh, not professionally, just we found ourselves being the people that people came to for help. And we were just helping people. And as you can imagine, when people come to us for help, they have their list of issues, right? Uh, they have their sure. pain points and they want to work through those. But I, what we were finding was the next week, they just had an another list of issues they wanted to work through. And we're like, we're not right. getting to the root. So when we read Keep Your Love On and Danny's all about connection, getting mm -hmm. our intimacy needs met, I'm like, that's it. So that's yeah. what we started going after first here between Aaron and I, and then yeah. we brought it to our family, and then we brought it to our coaching and helping other couples. And we talked earlier briefly about culture, and I want to mention this. I mentioned the way you build culture is getting new habits, but I cannot emphasize this enough. Ten years ago, I you talk about you can remember where you were. I can remember where our daughters who were teenagers at the time were sitting. We had a family meeting and we said to them that day, first of all, we cleaned up our mess. We had apologized for we are very well intentioned parents, but the way we were parenting was largely out of fear and yeah. their experience yeah largely was our love is conditional. You do these things, we're good. You don't do these things, we're not good. And probably with love is going to get withdrawn. And for them to feel like punishment, that's not yeah. the way Jesus loves us. And we were getting this yeah. revelation. We want to bring heaven to earth, not just in our marriage, but in our home. So yeah. we looked at them and I said, from this day forward, we're doing something different. 
<laughs> we're going after your hearts. We're going after connection. Yeah. And I looked right at so him and good. I said, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I love it. And put us to the test. <laughs> They looked at me, they looked at me like I was nuts. And so in their defense, they had no evidence to support what I was saying was actually going to be true, that we were actually going to do it. They didn't believe us. But over time, as we were consistent with establishing this new culture, it changed everything. Wow. Wow. Derek had been building relationship and had a connection with these guys. And so he was noting that and he kind of we took a, a left turn here and began to talk about the, the last few years of their lives as they have been experiencing a DN reconstruction in their own faith journey that's impacted uh, some of their connections and relationships, uh, particularly in the local community and the church that they were involved in. And so Derek asked about that journey that they were on. He He's. You know, he's interacted with them over the last year or so. And so he knew a little bit about that. And he asked them to share a little bit about the last few years in particular around their connection to community. So, yeah, absolutely. About 2000, it was 2019 when we launched this business, um, Making Away Marriage, then we 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 saw our our place in the church we didn't really we we had to step away from leadership and ministry in the church and we had the blessing of our church and our pastors the leaders um but we found that we didn't really have a place anymore um because we weren't in that serve place because everything was serve so we realized um and we also we have a daughter who is um is a pastor had a heart for being a pastor and was in school to be a pastor and we were in a church that really we didn't see that they said it was happening and it would happen eventually if we would be patient but we were like gosh you know it just really challenged us to start rethinking a lot of things and asking questions and we started to ask the questions we asked we had a lot of meetings um, Rusty in particular, um, I was invited to a few. I wasn't invited to all of them. So that was kind of another poll. And um, sure. having read Powerful and Free by Danny, I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. You know, just lots of questions. Lots of questions came up. And so as we started to walk down this process and have these really powerful conversations with our pastors and leaders and people we loved and been there for 17 years and deep, deep relationship with, we realized it was really time to start stepping away. And I know Rusty could probably speak from a different perspective, but you know, my heart had kind of stepped, I was ready to step away probably a little bit before he was. Um, uh-huh. But we really had a lot of questions and we didn't know where to go to get the answers. And we didn't know what was what was right, but we knew we wanted to encourage our daughter to fulfill the call of God on her life. And um, she actually, so what, let me back up a little bit. We actually, in order to do it well, because again, we have that high value for honor and truth. And we, we hired through coaching, we got coached by Ben and Brittany Serple. And we said, guys, we need you to come really close and ask us the really hard questions because we're about to do something that's really scary. And we want our hearts, we want to walk away from this knowing we have done it well, 
with love and honor. And they did. They walked, uh, they walked with us, you know, just hand in hand, asked us tough questions. We had a lot of uncomfortable conversations and Zoom sessions with them. And we were able to, um, to transition from being a part of that congregation to really stepping away and asking some questions and finding some new things. And um, yeah, do you want to add? Yeah, it's interesting. Like when I was thinking back on my journey with this, it, it, just like Aaron said, it, it really seemed to have started with you're seeing, I'm seeing a daughter that's a leader. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being a child care coordinator. There's nothing wrong with any of, of that. But I would have these conversations with the leadership and say, look, that's not my daughter. She's mm-hmm. destined to be a leader. And I started asking myself, why do I believe what I believe on that topic? I'm talking about specifically women in ministry. And what I realized was what I believed about that was largely what I was told and what I saw. And I started doing my own research and I started forming my own opinion. So I think that was the first part of the journey uh, because I'm seeing this daughter destined for leadership. And, and, I and the more I researched it, the more I'm like, this is your destiny. This is your calling. It's exactly what God's created you to do. And it just simply wasn't possible in the culture that that we were in. Um, And we realized, you know, we had to do something different. We had to help her go down a different path if she was going to fulfill the calling she had in her life. So that just kind of ushered us in. And so I started asking, well, why do I believe all of this stuff? And so, I was going to say, um, that probably led to a bunch of other questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it did start there um, for me as well. And finally, and Derek is uh, returning in this podcast. We did figure it out, but this is the last time I will uh, speak on his behalf. Uh, he asked about the importance of community. It was a follow-up to what what they'd shared around community. And he asked what they were doing in specific to connect right now. And in light of uh, the fact that uh, community is looking a little bit different for them these days. You are, you're just hitting on the thing that's burning in me, (laughs) like um, community, community, community. And, and Danny's doing a great job of creating community. And we have been so blessed to be a part of it. We are on it. He's invited us in as community. He's got Kylo community, community coaches. Um, he started Kylo U. We are fa- helping facilitate. We're helping Ben and Brittany facilitate that. Um, and we're watching and I'm watching people in community that, um, and, and grow because I think when when people don't have that place of community and that place to be able to ask the questions that are really burning in their heart and feel a, a judgment free zone. I mean, obviously with boundaries and we're not going to, you know, we're going to keep it, keep it honoring and respectful. And um, but I think that's something that's really been burning in me and to just to not give up because the more we sat back and didn't didn't engage and didn't didn't say okay god you've got us on this journey we're pulling everything apart but who can we who can we run with who can we and and you always want to meet somebody that's a little bit further ahead than you and and we found i mean it was just like god just opened the door to a taco pot we let we call we call it the taco <laughs> podcast 
you know, <laughs> rethinking God with tacos. I mean, God just opened that door and the resources that you all have provided to us, you know, we've been able to That's resource cool. and then um, we, you know, continue to, we have a group of friends, some just amazing people in our lives that we invite in and we are very consistent to stay connected to and, and who've created family. But I'm, you know, just something that's on my heart is to see more of community being created. And I feel like God's like really stirring that in us. We're, we're about to launch another level of community with, with, um, with some coaches, people that do what we do on a regular basis, but need a place of community of just belonging and, and, and being sparked to how do we keep, keep mm -hmm. the fire alive? How do we keep our focus in this? So, um, it hasn't looked the way I want it to look. I want to be, I just want to go to a church and be like, Hey, it's all packaged and neat. And it's, it's looking really messy, but it's so beautiful. And I think God's, I'm just seeing God in the mess of all of it. And it's just, it's been a beautiful, exciting journey to jump in with him and go, okay, what is this going to look like? And what, what's my part that I get to play with you? Like, okay, dad, what are we doing today? So that's really been a big, you know, not not waiting for somebody to create it, but if he's putting it on my heart, like I got to do something about it. So, guys, my book is out, Leaving and Finding Jesus. If you've already read it, I would be so grateful if you would go to Amazon and write a review. This actually helps the rankings. It also helps people trust the book before they buy it. Uh, thankful for you for that. And also so thankful for all the support that's come in over the last little bit. We're just we're just blown away, blessed by folks' generosity. You know, A Family Story is a nonprofit. This is a listener-supported podcast. And uh, we're just so grateful to be on the journey with you. Guys, I'm so thankful for you. Praying life and joy and wonder over you today. All right, let's get back to the podcast. I'm like bulletproof internet here. <laughs> Our whole neighborhood's Google Fiber, so it should be. Uh, Fiber, that's I don't know, man. I don't know. Sounds fancy. I, I wasn't. I wasn't telling him it's on your end or nothing. Yeah, I wasn't it's saying just weird. that. But it looks like it. It looks like it uploaded the files. So good. Good. All right. Good. I was saying. Um, Peace and joy. Community. Yeah, community. We got cut off, uh, restarted here, but just thankful for the community that God has brought and new lenses on what community looks like. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm grateful. What What does it look like for you guys? What is What is it? Is it online? What's What's community look like for you guys today? I'm surrounded, yeah, by the way, by my family. I got like 30 yeah. families. So I, yeah. every weekend is almost overwhelming uh, for yeah. us. We got so we got lots of that kind of community. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, being uh, loving on purpose, people being, uh, you know, mentored by Danny Silk, we're big on being powerful people. So when we started, when we were no longer going to the church that we went to for 17 years, it got lonely. And so. Yeah. Being powerful people were like, okay, I have Danny Silk in my, in my ear. Well, Rusty, what are you going to do? Uh, you are not yeah, a victim. Yeah. Uh, you are powerful. And so what are you going to do? So we yeah. started being super intentional to reach out for community. We literally, you know, prayed 
like, okay, God, who do you want us being intentional with? Talking about like friends, potential couple friends. And we just started putting ourselves out there and reaching out. And to this day, this is several years ago. To this day, we have this amazing uh, group of friends, couple friends that we rotate going on double dates almost every weekend. And that (laughs) has been huge. But also being part of the Loving on Purpose family, like Aaron mentioned earlier, has been huge. Um, You know, he just started Kylo University, like Aaron said, we're part of. Uh, so that's created some so some community and yeah it's zoom and so um and that that they're going to have another semester in the fall if anybody's interested in checking that out you can go to lovingonpurpose.com and check that out uh and so yeah it's it's been my my point it's been intentional Mm -hmm. it's been us not sitting back just hoping it'll happen but us creating that community and those connections and derek you've been a big part of it too like for a while we were kind of meeting every other month and like have, and we would have our Derek list and we would would get prepared. Okay. What are the questions we're going to ask him? I think the last time we met, we were so tired. We didn't get (laughs) questions, but Derek came with, with goals as you know, as usual and just Mm -hmm. poured some resources on us. And so Mm -hmm. it's these kind of things like Jason, like what you're talking about, you know, these meetings that you used to dread. Now you're so, you know, it's like, no, this is community. I'm really, I'm really looking Mm -hmm. forward to meeting with these people. That's really what it's, what it's become is, you know, we have, we have friends and we have a friend in Australia. We meet, we, we schedule to meet and do zoom. And so we're just, I'm grateful that we have this platform so that I don't feel limited to the people who are local, although we love them and we want, you know, they are our community. We're not, not a part of community because a a local community, because I do believe in the local church. I do believe there is something there. I just don't know what it's going to look like going forward, but so we do our part here to love our neighbors, mm-hmm. like our, our literal yeah. next door neighbors and yep, um, yep. love the people yep. that we would normally not be connected and rubbing shoulders with in our community. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not afraid anymore to be, you know, I don't have to go with an agenda of getting someone saved. How about just loving them mm-hmm. and yes. introducing <laughs> yeah. them to love and create, you yeah. know, just spending time with people who are totally different and have a totally different grid than me, but just yeah. looking for the, for the beauty and the gold and the Jesus in them and what Jesus yeah. can I bring to them? And can we, you know, love where, that. where can we find some common platform? Because everybody's looking for that connection and everybody wants that place of belonging and we've got enough of the other. I think we stand out when we are, when we're really being those people who are like, no, we, we know how to connect heart to heart because we've done the good work and you don't scare me. I'm not scared of you because you know how to manage me. And um, I'm going to manage me really well, regardless of what you do. And wow. now that's totally a Danny's. <laughs> do anything and we've learned it we've lived it so the community looks a lot different and we've just we're, we're open to finding it in all different places now <laughs> i love that yeah that's so good aaron so good yeah you know we uh um we've talked about this and i'm glad that you said it but i think our emphasis on converting people and getting them saved uh as a higher priority than loving them well has really done a lot of damage. Um, and we, we've found this too in our own lives, my, me and Sarah, that, you know, our neighborhood has become this 
safe haven of amazing relationships. I heard someone say this the other, like, I mean, every Thursday night we go up and do trivia at the, you know, this golf club that we're close by and, and, and we love it with our neighbors and we have fun and we're getting to know each other and we're sharing deep and intimate stuff with one another after 20 years relationship. But, um, another thing that I have found is that you are in the process of becoming the person that God has called you to be. And there's a timing for that as well. And you're, you're not really going to move into the next category until you become the person capable of the new capacity for whatever that may be. So a lot of times in these seasons where we're in, you know, a little mystery and unsure about things, there's a, there's a preparation in that, that is creating you into the person that, you're going to be that will have the capacity for whatever this new phase is. The Rob Bell talks about it this way. Uh, I know I may have just committed a faux pas by actually mentioning that name, but uh, wow, we love Rob. <laughs> I love Rob's podcast. And he talks about how, you know, people would maybe bring up things about his past and who he was and what he was like and what he did. And he said, Oh yeah, totally. That was like 13 Robs ago. <laughs> I love that. And so I've, I've been doing the same thing in my own life. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. I own that. I totally, it, it takes ownership of it. But that was, that was like, yeah, 27 Derricks ago. Oh, and by the way, uh, 15 Derricks in the future, we're going to see something completely yeah, new and yeah. some completely yeah. capable of loving even, mm -hmm. even better. So um, I really, I really connect with what you're saying there, Aaron, and how important it is. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm now just rambling, but, uh, no, I like that. I, I love that. I, I find that, um, uh, if, if, if the Jason of 10 years ago saw the Jason of today, I, I, he would have been very concerned, but also mesmerized. He would have really liked the Jason of today. <laughs> I don't know. The Derek of the past might've called, called the Derek today, a Pharisee or a, yeah, uh, or a, a heretic. heretic. I'm sorry. Yeah. He would have called me a heretic. Yeah. I called the Derek yeah. of the past a Pharisee, but that's right. <laughs> since had a Pharisectomy. I, I love that. I would say this because you guys have a philosophy that you you've applied, I think probably in everything, but in your coaching uh, is a, a present future focused. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a little bit about what we're, we're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. Share a little bit about that uh, in, in context of, 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 the, of Derek being a, a heretic now <laughs> compared to <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> Well, the, yeah, the context there is our is our marriage coaching philosophy. So I, I am a licensed professional counselor and Aaron's a counselor as well, but we more operate as coaches. And so we're, where uh, that phrase comes in is we're going to be focused on the present and future, not so much past present. It's not that we ignore the past. Mm -hmm. the, the past is very important to understand yourself now and the dynamics, but that's not going to be our focus. So that's where the coaching kind of differentiates from traditional counseling therapy is we're really going to be more focused, like I said earlier, helping you get a new skill set that leads yeah. to connection. You know, when you get disconnected, you know how to get that that connection back tangibly, practically, and also yeah. a lot of practical uh, communication tools, techniques to help you going forward, because obviously what has been going on in the past has not produced the results you're looking for. So let's help you with some new tools, new habits, and ultimately a new culture. Right. Love that. 
And we take them yeah, through a process of we do we start with discover because we just like, OK, make it make it simple, make it work. Um, discover where we're doing lots of inventories, discovering about yourself, because a lot of times people, they say they know about themselves, but do they really know about themselves and their spouse? So the more we can know ourselves, the better we can know ourselves, the better we can know our, our partner or spouse and and be the best student of your spouse. You know, we, we, we talk a lot about that. So the discover phase, we start them with the discover phase and it's really fun. It actually, you know, we like to have a lot of fun. We, we get serious because we will ask the hard questions, but we also believe laughter is very underrated. Yes. <laughs> fun yes. and joy, you know, we've got to have that in the process or you won't keep doing it. So we do, yes. we start with discover because once you get to the grow phase, that's where, where the rub starts to happen. And people will say, I feel like things are getting worse. We're having more conflict. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. Let's talk <laughs> about it. You know, let's, mm. let's talk about what's going on. And, and it really helps us. So how are we going to apply things differently? So the growth, you know, growth is growth can be painful. Growth is a process. And so we take them through that process where they're learning to change their culture. They're learning to implement the skills and the tools that Rusty was talking about to eventually get them to the empowerment phase. And this is the, the phase we get excited about because this is when we know we've done, we're done. We've done our job. We've equipped them to do all of this. We've given them our best. We've given them all the tools and the skills. And they now know when we hit that point of disconnection, when we feel this distance coming between us, we know what to do to get that connection back. And that's when they're successful. And, and because we don't, we don't believe in eternal coaching, counseling, and we don't feel like you should always be, we don't want our clients connected to us. I mean, we, we love, we, we love when we graduate sure. clients and we're friends after like that's yes. our, that is our favorite uh, stories and testimonies is um, we know, Hey, you've done this well, we've gotten the opportunity to love you and walk you on this journey. And, we're releasing you like you've got this you mm -hmm. know it and you know what to do we're always here for calls and you know if you to process but um we don't want them to feel dependent on us like they can't do this right. on their own so right. that's really kind of how we walk them through it and what we get really excited about is when we start wow. to see their culture change and we we come in and point those those wins and successes out for them to see it yeah. The thing that we say often is we're looking to work ourselves out of a job right. Uh, right. from day one. That's yeah. our vision for every couple that we yeah. work with. Like Aaron said, not being dependent on us, but working ourselves out of a job. You know, okay. we truly believe just like uh, Loving on Purpose does. They've been uh, big on this phrase just over the last couple of years. And we're mm -hmm. part of that culture. And so we're taking it on too. whole healthy families are going to save the world. Mm, uh, yes. We truly believe that with everything yes. that we are, yeah. and yeah. we're just honored to be able to play a part in that. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe it starts with every couple, every family, and but we believe that's how the world's going to get changed. Yeah, amen. That's good. Amen. Play, I, plays right into a family story, doesn't it, Jason? Yes, that's what, I, what burns in me as well. I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that, uh, and I said it earlier that we, we you can only give away what you have. Uh, I think that's a Bill Johnson line, but but um, it's also true. Uh, and uh, we love because he first loved, and so there's this uh, awakening to his affection, to his goodness. Uh, that all the, the answer to every question is there. 
and and what you guys are, are helping people navigate, at least from where I'm sitting, is access to this place, to a sense of who he is, who they are, uh, where they can see truly. You know, uh, I, I go back to my that relationship with my wife and I were 12 years in. We 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 needed to reset and see truly. But but then we we had the tools to navigate to navigate not just our marriage, but to navigate parenting, to navigate, as you guys talked about, um, relationships that are different than they were um, four or five years ago, you know, to be able to, to step out of one thing and into another because love is bigger than the questions that you have in this moment. And, and uh, I, I think, I think this, this thing that we're awakening to, this thing that we do on the podcast every week, the thing that burns in me is, is I am convinced that to the extent that we are aware of his affection, to the extent that we know his love, to the extent that we are convinced in his goodness today is to the extent that we, the world has changed around us. And, and I'm, I'm, I do believe that it's about family. It's about strong marriages and it's about passing it on to your kids. I, I love the story where you put a steak in the, in the sand with your with your kids. I, I love that story because uh, that's generational stuff right there. I mean, this literally was having the conversation. My kids, my I, you know, I'm I got one getting married in three weeks. Real excited about that. I got a 21 year old son and a 16 year old daughter. And I was not, my wife and I spent a good portion of the day yesterday navigating a dispute <laughs> as, as <laughs> parents do. And, and most of our conversation was about our culture, our family culture. Most of it was about continually coming back to, we've created a place here where there's kindness, where this is a safe place to disagree, but with, with kindness being the highest goal that we have created a place. And, and, and then with my son, literally talking with him about someday you're going to be married and you're going to have, you're making the decisions today that are going to impact your kids. And I, I'm, I'm convinced that family is the long game. I'm convinced of it. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that this is the, this is the game Jesus came when he, when he, uh, he played, when he said, I call him father, you know, and I live as an expression of what it looks like to be confident as a son or a child. Mm -hmm. yeah. So now I'm on we a preach and I'll get off. No, yeah. We totally get excited <laughs> about that. And we share this yeah. with our clients all the time because we've seen it is the gen we're changing the generations. Mm -hmm. we're yes. Ch changing mm -hmm. what was handed to you. We don't have to take what was handed to us. We get a choice in the matter. Mm -hmm. We get a choice yeah. in how we manage ourselves, how we manage our marriages, how we manage our families, and we can change the generations. We don't yes. have and that's what's mm -hmm. exciting because what was handed to me was something I did not want to repeat. And I was on the road to doing that until mm -hmm. we got that revelation of we've got to do something different and we have to be in charge of our culture and changing the generation. So it wasn't just for yes. us. It's for our, for our, our children and it's for our, our grandchildren. We just were new grandparents. So we've got a, we've got a month old grand granddaughter and we're like, Oh my gosh, this is the next, you know, this is the generations that, you know, we're seeing it happen. And it's just, you know, may not see it with my eyes, but my heart is like you said, Jason, I'm like, my heart is burning. This is burning yes. in me. And I just, I know it's yes. the heart of the father. I know that's yes. where it's coming from. So it's exciting. Y'all. And isn't, I, I feel, I'm sorry, um, Jason, I just feel like we've alluded to it a couple of times, but I just feel like Holy Spirit is just prompted me to say this directly, if that's okay, yeah. is if there are parents out there yeah. 
that you feel like it's too late, mm. that I've done too much damage to get that connection back and have that family mm. that I really want to have, I promise you, it's not. Our, our oldest yeah. daughter was an adult. Yes, she was a teenager, but I think she was like 19. And so, and we had done a lot of damage, but let me just say, our relationship with her, with both of our girls is better than it's ever been because yeah. that day we made a decision and then we put the work in. We went after their hearts. So keep doing it. Keep pursuing their heart. Find out what their love languages are. For our youngest, it was food. So we would take her out to eat all the time, <laughs> whatever it might be. Love uh -huh. them unconditionally because love changes everything and i would say it specifically does. not theoretical love but love experienced mm -hmm. changes everything so good yeah so i just felt like so it. i just want to chime in real quick because i feel like um the com the confidence you have about the future generations is because you're doing what needs to be done in your generation and that's a lot of i think a lot of people are like oh is this the last generation is jesus coming back and it's like no wrong question this is yeah, your last question. generation, whether you like it or right. not. You've only yeah. got one. So yeah, what's right. what's the stake in the ground that you're going to say, you know, hey, man, I, I fought for the the grace that I'm in now. I know my parents did the same thing, but it's like the stake just keeps getting moved further and further up the mountain of love. I don't know. I'm getting highly metaphorical now. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's... Uh, such a valid point. And Aaron, I think you alluded to this earlier when you were talking about neighbors. I heard someone recently pray, you know, Lord, I want to see things through your eyes. Help me see other people through your eyes. And like, she was like, ah, that's good. It felt good to want to see things from God's perspective and love the way Jesus loves. But the prayer shifted at some point to, I want to see you in others. Help me see Jesus in others. And then love begin yeah, to right. point to you know, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let me awake you unto righteousness um, and the reality of the finished work of Jesus. And it really is a different shift. And I think it can change how we see our spouse, how we see our children, how we see our neighbors. Jesus said, if you've done it to the least of these, you've, you've done it to me. So who who is that on the other end? Well, if we treated every relationship like it's eternal, then man, we're, we're loving, we're on the, on the way to loving well. And uh, there you go. I appreciate appreciate that about you guys and and the stake that you've put in the ground. That's going to help a lot of people today who uh, can get in contact with you right now and go to your website, making away um, marriage and making away dot com, making away marriage dot com. Right. We'll edit yeah. it. That's and, it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they can they can just reach out for for the help that they need right now. And uh, that's awesome. That's the power of of our voices today. Amen. Thanks. Amen. Guys. Um, yeah. While we're here, any other places that they can find you? We're on Instagram, making away marriage, uh, Facebook, same thing. Um, so those are the best ways. To, to follow us and uh, check out our content, see if it's what uh, speaks to you. And, you know, like we alluded to before, you know, you start with a discovery call and our heart is to set you up for success, if, whether it's with us or somebody else. That's our heart. Mm -hmm. Well, we and, are uh, small. Yeah, let me put, put a plug <laughs> in. I was for, saying, where um, was it's just 
<laughs> for, the, for the Instagram and the stories, uh, every now, I mean, Rusty's face just pops up on my feed now all the time. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. He's got these little nuggets that are just awesome. And he's in, usually in his car and yep. he's just like that too. <laughs> dropping truth and nuggets and helpful things. I always walk away l- having listened to that challenged and encouraged and wishing that you were possibly eating a taco while yes. you were giving you a <laughs> little nugget. There you go. There you go. I, I We got to talk tacos. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk tacos. But I do want to say you have a great sense of humor, guys, too, because I get I get a, I, I, every once in a while I'll just chuckle. I actually... Uh, one of your memes recently, if you're not making mistakes, you're doing something wrong, which means you're making a mistake, which means you're fine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rusty. Rusty right has, there. Let me just say he has a rare sense of humor. It's, it's like half dad joke and half edgy. I know, right? The weirdest <laughs> mashup, and I love it. Well, I do, too. I, I giggle when I'm... That day. I definitely got some dad joke stuff in me for sure. <laughs> it's awesome. It's fun. But let's talk. Where are you guys out of? You're down in, in New Orleans. Uh, am I right? We're on the North Shore of New Orleans in Mandeville, Louisiana. Yes. So okay. we're just right across right. that I long bridge right. to, New Orleans. to New Orleans. You say New Orleans, right? No, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> That's how the world. Okay. New Orleans. Yes. Not our right, Nolans, right. Nolans. I- but I lived in Mississippi in Jackson, so I, I called it Norland. There right? you go. You got it. Right? Got it. That was what I was told. And what's the best taco uh, in where you guys are located? Oh, we've got we, – we were like, okay, where's our best taco? It's We have got a it's, – it's so easy. We've got a small, Latin, authentic Latino grocery store. They hardly speak a lick of English. And we just point to the menu of what we want, and it's – Amazing. They have these street tacos yeah. that and wrapped in corn and um, corn tortillas that are just yep. perfection. I'll never, uh-huh. I'll never forget the first time we walked in there. Aaron's like pointing towards the kitchen, like we're in good hands. We're in good hands. Cause like these, <laughs> these older Mexican ladies in the kitchen. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it did not disappoint. So yeah, the authentic thing. And we went to Mexico last year for our 25th anniversary. We had some pretty darn good tacos there too. Ooh, yes. I've, uh, I, I, I remember a missions trip when I was like 17, 16, you know, I was 15 cause I couldn't drive yet. And we were in Mexico and we got tacos and in the back were a bunch of older Hispanic women making the, uh, the tortillas, one of the best taco experiences I had. That was, that was a long time ago. I can picture it. I can picture it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. What about uh, anything you're reading right now? Anything that who's who's influencing you? Who's who do you you guys go to to to, to connect with uh, new thoughts or or even a movie or a book? Yeah, or, or something fun yeah. outside of Pastor Derek. I do have to say, Derek is an amazing man. You you're in a phenomenal pastor, and he pastors yeah. me too. So I'm so thankful that you guys connected with him. But outside of Derek, outside of where are you honestly, guys? I- to plug, I, I have to say this year we we got your book, Jason. Um, he didn't tell you to say this. This is not a plug, but I am. <laughs> I got. I've got to say this because leaving and finding Jesus, I ripped through it the first time and just like just read it furiously and then wept and then went back wow. and I still am going back and and looking and reading it almost devotionally, wow. and then going back to scripture. 
And it is just re um, talk about rethinking and re um, reorienting some things and some just getting Mm -hmm. deep with lies that I had believed or just misinformation that I had been, had just grabbed hold of about Jesus, about me, about our relationship, my relationship with the father. Um, that has been really pivotal. Like recently, um, it's been, it's been, I'm so glad I asked. I know, I know, I knew, and I was like, I'm like, gosh, isn't this a great time? I, you know, I I did finish it. I did my, um, I did my review, did my Amazon review. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, So that's, thank you for doing that. But I do love reading it and I I do, I just will pick it up and I'm like, okay, what do I need to hear today? And I'll read it devotionally. Mm. And it's, I've been doing that again. It's just been, it's, it's really ministered to me. So thank you for writing it because I know it's Mm. a labor of love and, and it's just, it's, it's been a gift of love in Mm. my life. And I know Rusty's too. Um, wow. another book we're reading, I'm reading, we actually, oh, you're reading. taking mine, I bet. Oh, shucks. Okay. I'll let, <laughs> I'll let you take that one then. Cause we're, we, uh, yeah, go ahead. We take that one. Actually, I think y'all might be having, uh, this guy on your podcast, Logan Barone. Yep. Uh, he just hey, put out his week. first book, uh, the mystery in you. And I really, really enjoyed that book. Um, wow. he's actually local. He's right there here where we are. So we're, we're connecting with him locally, yeah. but, uh, oh, cool. he's really, he's a young guy, but he's super, super intelligent. He's done his research and he's really got a good message. So that that's Wonderful. the most recent thing I read. I'm not going to repeat him what Aaron I- said, Jason, but I could say exactly what she just said. Your, yeah. your wow. books have really spoken to me. God is not in control. Yeah. And in the book that Aaron was referencing. So, um, leaving and finding Jesus. So love those. Thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, Logan um, and I are just committed. I just saw that him and I are writing a chapter for, I didn't even tell you this, Derek, but we're writing a chapter for a book with Robin Smith. Oh, Uh, awesome. Love that. Uh, with him next week. Yeah. Uh, That'll be really good. Robin was another guest that um, we had on and it just, started a whole like spark of different connections you know you kind of have that one catalyst person and then it's like whoa there's this there's this group of people out here that i really love and i didn't know i loved them um yeah Yeah. (laughs) but uh, aaron and uh rusty um check your venmo account because there should be a big gift from rethinking god with uh tacos (laughs) for mentioning jason's book that was very kind of you (laughs) but yeah i agree i agree Um, thank you guys yeah and uh, i'm honored yeah yeah thank thank you so much for joining us on on the podcast today yeah grateful for you guys good it's been a pleasure thank and an honor just thank you for what you do keep doing it and just um speaking truth and just ke- keeping us back to getting us focused back to Jesus and mm, yes, that's it. And how much he Amen. loves us. Yeah. Amen. And we've alluded to it a couple of times, but I'm just going to say it directly to you, Derek. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we needed you and you were there and this podcast was there when we needed it. And we just love Still. you guys. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Love no, you thank guys. you. You guys have uh, yeah. helped really, shaped some things in my own life and given me some, some confidence that I needed, uh, and just help and serve, serve you and help you navigate the things that I'm navigating. But yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I count you as very good friends, even though we've never had a meal together. And I, I mean, come on, you guys live in new Orleans. I need to get down there for a meal. Yeah. Yeah. 
One. Y'all are what we know, we know what we're eating now, too. <laughs> we'll get some tacos, but there's some other food. Yeah, there. I kind of uh, feel like we can, we can move beyond tacos if we're in New Orleans. <laughs> I, want some, I want some crawfish etouffee, man. There you go. Uh, that's good. All right, guys. So glad you joined us on Rethinking God with Tacos. You can find me, Jason Clark, online at afamilystory.org, where I encourage you to sign up on our mailing list. We send out an email twice a month letting you know about new podcasts, articles, and new books or products that we have coming out. Plus, occasionally, I'll keep you up on my schedule where I'm traveling. My Twitter handle is at Jason Clark is. I'm on Instagram under the same handle, and you can find me on Facebook as well yeah and my name is Derek Turner Jason and I love that you're listening to us thank you for all your feedback please write in let us know what's going on in your life but uh, we are pursuing a mission to help people rethink God and we thank you for being a part of it Uh, you can find me at Pastor Derek T on all the socials. And then of course I pastor a church here in Charlotte, North Carolina called River Church, rivercharlotte.com. Come and join us. We'd love to have you. Hey, all of these podcasts are available on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google. Yeah. Hey, make sure and like, share, and throw a review out there. Let people know. We love good reviews on the podcast. It helps people find us. That's right. So if this isn't a podcast that you enjoy, (laughs) then please promote it, share it, give it a good five-star rating. I like that. That's a good idea. Hey, love doing this journey with you. Praying grace and wonder over you today.